and welcome to Moyo Radio. This is your host, Annie. And your other host, Minty? Uh, you don't remember um, in part four, they listened to Moyo Radio. That's what they listened to in the beginning. How was I supposed to remember that? And welcome to our crazy, n- noisy, bizarre town of a podcast. I paused a lot because that wasn't flowing right. And this is Fun Untitled, where we serve every podcast with an F.U. Really got to clear these openings with me beforehand. Oh, we are, what, 20 episodes too late for that? <laughs> Anyways, we are doing another head-to-head debate. If you are in the JoJo fandom, you will probably have noticed that people are either a part 1 to 4 fan or a part 5 to 8 fan. I, Minty, am a part 1 to 4 fan. And I, Annie, it's a superior fan who likes part 5 to 8 better. But real fast, don't watch this video unless you know what JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is. But if you, you know, you don't know what it is and you're like, you can't tell me what to do, then, you know, enjoy your stay. Yeah, and we're going to go through all parts, 1 to 8, and I'm not going to promise no spoilers because I think spoilers is probably going to help us decide which is best between two arc stories. Yeah, like, I'm going to have to spoil all of part 1, Phantom Blood, (laughs) because it's so simple. It's one line, and that's why it sucks. Oh, okay, because you think Jojo Leon was better. And this goes into round one. So we're going to go from our least favorite arc from our house of JoJo and then go up. So round one would be part one, Phantom Blood versus part eight, JoJoLeon. So real quick summary of Phantom Blood. It's the very start of this bizarre adventure. You start with Jonathan Joestar. He gets a brother named Dio Brando and basically through the power of brotherly hatred and harmon he has to defeat Dio Brando. Part is in like three parts and that's the basic gist. You don't mention that Dio turns into a vampire. I don't care. Because that's the problem with Phantom Blood, you don't care. Meanwhile, part 8 Jojoleon is the most recent installment for um, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's kind of weird saying the most recent since because it came out in 2011 and still going in 2020. Yeah, it's crazy to look at how long this, like, this one has been taken, but all the other ones is, like, two to three years? I think they take, um, he's been taking a lot of hiatuses in between Jojo Leon, that's why. You know, we haven't been there during a Jojo br- hiatus. We have. Oh, never mind. Anyways, you want to give you a quick summary of Jojo Leon? I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gonna be quick, right? No, okay, uh, my, the problem with Phantom Lord is that the plot is so simple and so boring, but then Jojolion. I said that. <laughs> the problem with Jojolion is the complete opposite. It's so convoluted and it, it doesn't make any sense, but it's way better than Phantom Blood. So, there's a character with amnesia named Josuke Higashikata. That's a real good start on how Jojolion's gonna go. How dare you? This is my recap. <laughs> And then Josuke Higashikata has to figure out his mysterious past. And so somehow he's related to a man named Yoshikage Kira. And it has something to do with um another guy named um Josefume Kugujo. And he finds out when trying to dwell into um Yoshikage Kira that his mother, Holly, has a disease. And he thinks that his, um, before he got amnesia, Josuke was trying to cure this disease. And to cure it, he has to get a fruit named the Wokakaka. So the whole series is about him trying to get the Wokakaka from, um, stone people. Stone people. Amnesia. 
a fruit that's supposed to heal, but actually the twist is that it always takes something from you as well as heal you. For like example, if you want to get better eyesight, it might take away all your teeth. Yeah, because that's really going to make sense where a lady is going to take away the mom, Holly, I forget her last name. Kujo. Kujo. It's going to take away the disease that she has, but it's probably going to give her something worse. Actually, no, I'm sorry. She's Yoshikage Kira's mom, so it must be Kira. I have no idea. Phantom Blood is just super simple. And now that you've gone through your mile-long explanation of Jojolian, I guess I should go a little bit more into um, Phantom Blood. But it's very simple. He kills Dio. Dio comes back. Kills Dio. Dio comes back. He kills himself in order to kill Dio. Doesn't work, obviously, because there's seven parts after this. But it's very simple. In Phantom Blood, no one gives a crap about any characters in Phantom Blood except Jonathan and Dio. Like, no one cares about Zapelli, no one cares about Speedwagon outside the memes, no one cares about Erina until part 2. They're all very boring. But in Jojolion, you have a huge cast of characters, and a lot of people likes them. Who's the bad guy in Jojolion? Okay, it's not important. Oh, is it? Because I think a strong villain is an important part for the story, and no one is stronger than Dio Brando. People keep saying that part 8 villain doesn't matter because part 8 is deconstructing the whole um, structure of Jojo. So to say who the who is the villain in part 8 is missing the point of part 8. So deconstruction is basically to break the story into parts and to really appreciate each part, right? Yeah. Do you appreciate any parts of Jojolion? They're nice cats. Like, I really like... Uh, Josuke's powers in Jojolion are 10 times cooler than Jonathan punching things in Phantom Blood. His powers are too OP and they have too many usages. Um, I'm sorry, is the flaw of being universal and um, creative a negative? A negative is that they create rules and then they break it at every moment just to be like, look how amazing this character is. And it's like, but why create the rules? It's a Mary Sue effect. I don't even know what Jonathan can do other than being a Jesus allegory. He's got Harmon and he's got his sword, which I think broke. He has a sword? Yeah, the, um, when he was fighting these two, and in the second part, he was fighting these two people, and he had, and they had a sword named Luck, and then he gave the sword to Jonathan, and he called it Pluck. I don't know why. Well, that's basically um round one. Who won? I think everyone just gives it to me and Jojo Leon. Screw you. But round two. What do you think is the next on your tier? So next for me is part two, Battle Tendency. It is about the greatest of all the Jojos. In the greatest country of the world, Joseph Joestar in America. Boy, giant claim to make in 2020. <laughs> I mean, fair <laughs> enough. But I do think he's the best Joestar. He's probably my favorite. I uh, Rocky thinks so too. That's why he's in like four other parts. So is Jotaro, but. Uh, fair. Well, I think when Rocky said in an interview, his favorite character that you have a beer with is. Uh, oh no, sorry, that's Josuke, not Joseph. Yeah. Anyways, so Battle Tennessee is basically about Joseph killing Nazis. Actually, he didn't even beat Nazis in the end. He partnered up with the Nazis. Um, didn't age well. Yeah, didn't. It never di- did. It came out f- from 1987 to 89. I don't think Nazis looked good back then. But that that's not a point against the story. It's I don't know why you would have Nazis in any story. Except unless you're going to make fun of it like Jojo Rabbit. Another Jojo. Oh Nazis. <laughs> but basically, Battle Tendency kind of goes more into um, the mask that made Dio Brando into a vampire. And he is 
going to defeat the ancient people that were part of the culture of the mask. And I don't know why I'm blanking on the plot because I just rewatched it maybe earlier this year, but still. Because it was like two you parts. You want to know why you blanked out on the plot? It's because part one and two's plot does not matter. It goes more into the story about the world building that they completely show away in part three. They kind of connect them through some weird routes in your parts, right? Seven does some weird connection. Very weak, very stretch, but it's a connection. Kind of. I don't even know what you're talking about. I just, I don't remember either because it's so damn confusing. <laughs> you go with yours. Okay. Well, technically in part eight, I believe that the stone mask is like somehow turned into the stone people, but don't quote me on that. Oh, yeah, you really love Jojolion. That's why Jojolion's the lowest, okay? I really liked Jojolion in the beginning, before they got super plot heavy. Because the main point in Jojolion is that there was an old fruit of the Wokakaka, and then they made a new fruit of the Wokakaka. But the powers of the new fruit doesn't solve shit. There is a cave that does the same shit as the new fruit. Because basically the old fruit is that, oh, I eat the fruit to cure my, let's say, my broken legs. But then my jawbones turns into stone. But the new fruit... If I want to heal my broken arm, someone else's arm will get, like, um, fucked up. Really? Yeah, that's basically it. I didn't remember. But there's a cave. The Higashikata's um, oldest son always gets a stone disease, and usually the way they cure it is that the mom takes the son to the cave, the mom dies and gives her life to the son. The same thing as the fruit, but for some reason, everyone doesn't go to the cave. I don't know if it got lost, I don't know if they just doesn't give a shit, but they're all fighting for this new fruit that they already had the power of. And that's why Phantom Blood is better than Jojolion. <laughs> but anyways, Stone Ocean, that's the next arc I think is better than Jojolion. A lot of people don't like Stone Ocean because the main character is Jolene Kujo, which is a girl. And everyone in Jojo is a little sexist. No, that's a big claim, but um, the main character is Jolene Kujo. She's the daughter of a previous main character named Jotaro Kujo, and her whole gimmick is that she's wrongfully put into prison because this gay priest wants to get access to her dad. Because if she has the dad's power, then like he gets, he can bring back his gay lover deal. And so it's basically her in prison life, trying to break out of prison, trying to run away from the gay priest. She's also trying to save her dad because the priest does get her dad's powers and she needs to get that power back. And I just really like part six because everything is simple. You have a badass girl character, she has two lesbians best friends, and the bad guy is simple. He's poochy, he's a gay priest, you understand his powers for the first half of the manga, and then the second half of the manga you're just like, well I read this far. The first power to introduce is a room that secretes acid and it never comes back. You know whose powers is simple? Cars. And whatever his other people and names are, I didn't write down. Basically, they were just super strong. And, and sexy. <laughs> sexy. And kind of on the torture side. But I do think Joseph and Caesar is a stronger pair. And we all like Jojo when it has strong pairs. Which is, that statement is going to bite me in the ass for other parts. <laughs> but it is true. 
I think Caesar is a better character than Hermes, Emporial, Foo Fighters, Narancia, not Narancia, Anasui, Reddit Report, and where's that? Oh, right, the kid was Emporials. Did you? Okay. And Joseph is a better character than Jolene. Okay, yes, Joseph is a better character than Jolene. Yes, Caesar is the best Joe Bro compared to anyone in Stone Ocean. I cannot tell you any battles in part two that left an impression. There's a chariot battle. There's the one where, um, well, his heel gets pierced by a hook and he's trying to save Lisa Lisa. There's the one that caused Caesar's death. Okay, no. The bubble. You can say as many as you, I could go down the list and be like, yeah, remember that fight he had in New York? Remember when he killed Lisa Lisa's dad? But what was the most impactful, memorable moments other than Caesar getting that Italian moment? Don't spoil. I already said he died. And we already said we're sharing spoilers. You never said he died, but... Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe you did. <laughs> yeah. But no, okay, like, I can, you can name fights, but did any of them, do you even care about any of them? Would you rewatch any of them? No, but I wouldn't say I'd do the same for Stolen You either. wouldn't want to see Ermes do her duplication trick with All right, the stickers? I, I do like Ermes' powers with Kiss. Yeah, do you not want to see um the story um Bohemian Rhapsody when all the fantasy characters came to life? No. I liked it. That was boring. You don't, know, like, that, that power was the ending was so, like, weak. Ah, it made sense to me. It, ma- it makes logic sense. It just wasn't a compelling battle. Just and to, it, like, oh, I'll make my own hero. I was like, what the... F- come on. And then I still like the part where, like, um, the gravity got, like, all screwy in this one area, so they had to go, like, sideways. And they had to find, like, you know, um, they really relied on Anasui's, um powers to make, um, you know, steps so they can move. Look, let's talk about the biggest weakness of Stone Ocean that you have to defend. Okay. The fact that its ending is the fact that everyone dies. Fucking Emporial has to go do some weird shit and it ends up starting over the universe? Yeah, I, I thought that was, um, I, I cannot, my biggest flaw in Stone Ocean is how you, the first story, you get a female lead and she kind of doesn't wrap up the story. It's mostly Imperial with better report some powers. And Jolene was never going to defeat Pucci. It was always going to be Jotaro. Yeah. But you can say the same thing about part four. This little um, jumping the shark. So it's not something unusual in Jojo. Where the main character doesn't defeat the bad guy. Not unusual, but still weak. Yeah. But okay. I don't think Stone Ocean should be considered weaker than Battle Tennessee just because it's not the conventional story that Battle Tennessee is. This good Battle Tennessee is very simple. You have a good guy, he gets, you know, a Nazi friends, and he goes to defeat the bad guys, and then that's it. But in um, Stone Ocean, you kind of go a a roundabout way, but you still get, like, the happy ending in the end. And you still get, like, a cool battle. Like, you didn't think Jolene's Infinity String was super cool? I like her Infinity String. I just don't like that the torch was handed off to Emporial. I think it's also a thing about handing the torch over to the next generation. Because I know every part in JoJo is kind of like that. But in part 6, it's really emphasized because the dad and the daughter really interact with each other. Bullshit. I'm just saying... <laughs> And then um, Dio kind of patches his torch onto Poochie. And then Poochie kind of um, makes literally something called the Green Baby. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm just saying, yes, it's very unfortunate and kind of sexist that the female lead had to give, you know, her role to a child. Which, I wouldn't be so mad if they just said more about Emporio's past. Because it's kind of like, well, Emporio's here. He learned how to drive a car. 
<laughs> yeah. Good for you, boy. And for some reason, that in one of the fights, Rocky specifically said you peed yourself with blood. Anyways, that's the debate for Battle Tennessee versus Stone Ocean. We'll move on to the third round, which is, I guess we would think is the second best in our halves. I think most people would not agree with me, but this is my list. So for me, it is Diamond is Unbreakable. Basically, about a boy named Josuke, he... Can I sing the theme song as you say it? No. Higashikata, he is the illegitimate son of Joseph Joestar. He probably has one of the coolest powers of the Jojos. Not the most strongest, but it's pretty cool. Okay, I know it's in two halves because there's a... They had to fight one guy, which is what, Okuyasu's brother? And then they get to the main villain, Yoshikage Kira. And it's basically, Josuke is helping Jotaro defeat other users? By the way, um, we're gonna say Josuke and Yoshikage Kira a lot here. Not the same as Jojolion. <laughs> Just real fast. So, there's eight parts in Jojo. In part six, they kind of destroy the entire universe. So everyone gets reborn in a different role for part seven and eight. Yeah, so technically it's... The same characters, but not really. But anyways, that's Diamond Unbreakable. It probably has like the fan favorite Jojo and the fan favorite side characters and the fan favorite villain. And Rocky's personal favorite, Rohan. Which we're pretty sure is a self-insert. It's okay. Um, the That guy in Star Wars did it with Luke Skywalker. No, I mean, it's a good thing, I guess. I mean, you know, cringe culture is dead. <laughs> Cringe culture started way before than we thought. So the second JoJo in my bracket, which I know, a lot, just like Minty, I know a lot of people's going to be pissed, is Golden Wind. Basically, Giorno Giovanna has a dream to be a mafia pop star. I think he's the son of Dio Brando. Kind of. Kind of. We don't want to get into that. And his job is to take over an entire-ass mafia so he can be the mafia also. I think that's Spanish. I think I went Spanish. I think it's Italian still, but I think it's just like the mob head. I think oh. mafioso is just like a ma- mob gangster. Oh, so but no one knows the mysterious leader of this boss, so he has to jump through several hoops to try to get there. I mean, he basically, he joins a small group within the mob, convinces them to go against the boss, while also protecting the boss's daughter. Which actually, first half, they have to deliver the daughter. Second half, they realize the boss is an asshole, and they (laughs) want to save the daughter instead. This is hard because, um, I really do like Diamonds Unbreakable. If I'm being honest, if I kind of do like part 4 better than part 5, but <gasps> I would defend part 5. Because I like part 5 more than part 4. Do we switch? <laughs> no. <laughs> part 5 is just memorable to me because they, hands down, have the best villains in all of JoJo. I don't mean like the main bad guy at the end. I mean like all the villains of the week. Because Golden Wind was specifically made, Araki keeping in mind that he wants to keep everyone beautiful. Oh. Yeah. He wants, like, a theme of, um, like, beautiful people dying. I think that also started his downfall. Because Jojolion is very pretty, but it kind of looks all the same. Yeah. I guess the expressions just keep being the same thing, the deaths are the same. But Golden Wind still keeps it. Yeah. It's just, it's the start of the downfall. Steel Ball Run is actually the part 7. is good. Stone Ocean is good. Jojolion is 
boring. The um, seal ball one at the end with the fight against the main bad guy, Funny Valentine's, that's when the style shifted to be more realistic, and I just, ugh, I don't like it. But back to Golden Wind. So, everyone knows the main cast, because what's better than having only one Joe Bro? Having so many Joe holes that people debate, who's the real Joe Bro? Bruno or Mista? It's probably Bruno, to be honest, but... I think Jiren on Mr. better ship. Yeah, it's very unfortunate um, that the Joe bro usually means your Joe lover. <laughs> yeah. So, how can you get better with a A-plus cast, an A-plus villains, and just like some of the coolest powers, to be honest. Like in part 4, yeah, I guess you had some cool powers, but in part 5, everyone had cool powers. What part 4 has... That part 5 doesn't have is that part 4 has way more depth to it. Because Yoshikage Kira is so conniving, you have to think more. You have to really try to figure out how it's gonna happen. Because Golden Wind is just basically brute force, defeat the enemy, but Diamond is unbreakable. They really have to use their heads to defeat Yoshikage Kira and his weird time loop powers. I will say in part 4, I feel like Josuke and Yoshikage Kira wasn't as connected as um, Giorno and Diavolo was. Like, it kind of felt like in the beginning, Josuke and Yoshikage Kira kind of just like barely passed each other. But meanwhile, um, Giorno was always on Diavolo's ass. That's part of plot for Diamond is Unbreakable, because he is this serial killer they have to find. So they, they're never meant to really meet. It's always been like a cat and mouse chase. But... And you can say the same thing about part 5, because no one knows who Diavolo is. So it, the, literally every single step um, makes sense of how it leads to the next one of how to get to Diavolo. I mean, it really all comes down to the ending again for Diamonds Unbreakable and Golden Wind. You're gonna say the part 4. Did you, did you forget you was um, defending Diamonds Unbreakable? Because are you going to tell me Josuke um, beating Yoshikage Kira, but then Yoshikage bailing, and Jotaro has to clean up Josuke's mess? At least it's easier to explain that than whatever the hell happened in Golden Wind. It's supposed to be dramatic irony, okay? Diavolo only got to the top because he always cheated by backing up time. So the Golden Wind Requiem... So I was like, no, his name is Golden Experience. <laughs> the Golden Experience Requiem, he turned that power on his head. So now Diavolo, instead of rewinding time and reliving it, now he has to relive like a thousand death. Does that make 100% sense to you? No, but it's a lot more satisfying than an ambulance killing Yoshikage Kira. Debatable. That's... I mean, that's what this is. <laughs> Debatable. We should. That's the real series name. Debatable. I think that's the BuzzFeed show. Fuck. Can we sue? Can't really copyright a word. Didn't Paris Hilton try? Many have tried. None have succeeded. God. Okay. I won't do it just because I don't want to become the fine brothers in um, copywriting React. Oh, that was ridiculous. Although... I can see why they would do that. They were in an unfortunate situation. I think now we have gone to the big debate. The one where we will stand strong behind our choice and is the reason why we are the part that we are. Like, why I like the 1 to 4 better and Annie likes the 5 to 7. Or 8, I mean. <laughs> so forgettable. Audience slip. <laughs> um, but my number 4 is the Stardust Crusaders with Joto Kujo basically having an adventure around the world with a crew of international people 
and a dog. Defeating one of the greatest villains of all time again, Dio Brando. Up against my number one in my bracket from five to eight, it is Steel Ball Run with Johnny Joestar and Giles Zappelli. The race across America, way better than the world, oh. Back to the best country in the world. (laughs) And they're racing from end to end for their own dreams and ambitions that we learn throughout the journey. And also the president might be evil. What? You know, what's new in America? Back to that good 2020 vibes. (laughs) I mean, what's there to say? Um, Silver One and Stardust Crusaders... They both kind of had the same vibe where they had to travel and then they had those villain of the week and they both ironically had to learn about stands. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, part three, um, you pay tribute to your goddamn roots. That's where the stands came from. That's where the, like, really ridiculous battles come out. They both also use Harmon a little. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you want to try to defend your part first. Okay, this isn't going to be like the first round where we just both continuously shat on Phantom Blood and Jojo Leon. <laughs> no, these are like probably some of the, the best works. I mean, I think Stardust Crusaders isn't in a sense simpler than Steel Brawl 1. And to be honest, part 1 to 4 is much more simpler than 5 to 8, which is why, or at least it's part of the reason why I like part 1 to 4 more. It's a great cast of characters. The deaths are plentiful and real. One fake out, but it was kind of an interesting fake out. You fucking look me in the eye and you tell me Abdal or Iggy's death meant anything to you. I'm not saying... Well, okay, maybe I am trying to say that means something. But I think, you know, Abdal's the first one you meet. I like Iggy, actually. No, I'm not saying um, Abdal and Iggy aren't good characters. I'm just saying the death, the death at Vanilla Ice was bullshit. Look, I cannot compare all three deaths to Giles Apelli's death. <laughs> That was extremely sad, but he's a Zappelli. He knew he was going to die. There has never been a Zappelli that has not died in JoJo. See, the bad thing about Stardust Crusader is that the main character, Jotaro Kujo, was such a, like, you know, cool, stoic anime guy that he never mourned anyone's death. He also never really had the chance to because a lot of the death happens at these, like, crucial battle moments where you kind of have to move on or you will be killed. Fair enough, but Abdal did die early on. Was he there? Um, I, I, I don't remember. Because there's a point where the group kind of splits up. Yeah. I, I just don't know if Abdal, if Jotaro was there when Abdal and Iggy died. I know Polaref was. Yeah, Polaref reacted, but at one point, in every story, there's going to be one character that the author loves, but the audience does not give a shit about. <laughs> in Dr. Stone, it's Kinro. In Fairy Tale, it is Zeroth and Mavis. In Stardust Crusader, it is John Pierre Pol- Polnareff. <laughs> and yeah. he just took the limelight away from Jotaro so often. Like, I think Araki admitted that he liked writing for Polnareff more than Jotaro because you could do more with Polnareff because you don't have to worry about him looking cool. You can turn him into a kid and show off his wiener. Yeah, it makes sense why he made Josuke next then. Yeah. So, the deaths of Caesar and Gyro, like, yes, they are sad, but it is ten times sadder when Joseph screams, Caesar! <laughs> I like how you kept yourself soft. <laughs> okay, if you want to talk about flaws, 
Steel Ball Run has, let me take a look real quick at all the lists. And if we're not counting Jojo Leon, because technically they don't have a villain, Steel Ball Run has the worst villain. <laughs> Funny Valentine is so boring and his powers made no sense because it has something to do with he has to be smushed by two things, any two things, and then be traveled into an alternate universe, and then he can bring things from that universe, and then I was like, what was real and not real? And remember that scene where Johnny got shot, and then you get to see all these different perspectives from other people and from other universes? <laughs> and that was like a good 10 to 20% of the whole story? Yeah. That was dumb. No, no, no. I, I do appreciate Stardust Crusader keeping all the villain fights simple. But, um, I won't defend the villain, but everything else, like, Johnny and Gyro had the best character arcs and histories compared to anyone in Stardust Crusader. Like, you learned about, um, Gyro's whole family's tradition about being executioners. Um, you get to watch Johnny going from a spoiled brat into learning about the golden ratio and then becoming his own man. Hey, like I said in Battle Tendency, when Jojo has only two pairs, that's when the story of the cast is at its peak. Golden Wind, I would say, is kind of a mix between a pair and a group. Mm. Because Giorno and Bruno get along so well, and they were really the only two that were against the boss, and then they had to turn the others on their side. I say Diamond Unbreakable, it feels like a group, but it's really more of a solo thing. Yeah. Um, Starters could say there's a total group dynamic, so Jojo Bizarre Adventure is not at its peak with its main characters. Stone Ocean was more of a solo thing. Yeah. And I don't know what the hell Jojo Leon is. <laughs> I'd say solo with people coming in and out, which really they should never come in because they are like always putting their life on the line. Yeah. Always. But yeah, Steel Ball Run, Johnny and Jai was probably the best dynamic. It's they're hilarious. You can't beat Matsuela, Matsuela. Oh my. Okay, so Steel Ball Run, the biggest pro, I guess, is that they had really likable characters. Oh, was for the good guy's side. I don't know if what you consider Diego. Or Hot Pants. I didn't like Hot Pants. I, I love Hot Pants. So, like, I feel like um, Steel Ball Run is a really high good um for the main characters, really low for the villains. But Stardust Crusader kind of met in the middle with the pro tags and the antags. That's true. Even though Dio Brando is the main villain of Stardust Crusaders, I don't feel like he was very strong because he was in the background for so much of it. And he's only appearing at the very final battle. Yeah. And I don't think he had to do that because he had a totally new powers. So it's not like it's a real rehash of Phantom Blood. I will say Stardust Crusader had the best final fight in all the JoJo's. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And part of the reason I put Stardust Crusader there is because Joseph Joestar is there. And my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. But obviously not a, as good of a dynamic as Johnny and Gyro. I, I just... It, it just sucks because no one in Stardust Crusader, you even look at their past compared to um, Steel Ball Run. I mean, Polar F with the two left-hand man who killed his sister. Okay, but that's like a one sentence of a, I'm on vengeance because a man with two left hands um raped and killed my sister, and then he got that revenge, like, super fast. Well, I mean, villain of the week. Yeah. And then go be deal. <laughs> but, you know... Remember Diego's past that, um, it was a giant homage to Dorahe, not Dorahe, Dorahe, um, the Wo Wo Wo? I forget what that story's called. 
the whole um the mom was super poor and but she wanted to feed her son, so she had to pour hot soup into her hands to feed her son. Oh, he took that from the whoa whoa whoa. But in um in Steel Ball Run, the difference was that her hands got so infected from the third degree burns that she like died shortly later from the you know. Yeah, I don't think much of your body can have third degree burns. Cause I think like fourth degree burns, five percent, you're dead. I think the numbers just get smaller exponentially. I I have so. something to avoid. Do you think Diego's mom in modern AU would be the lady at McDonald's and the coffee? <laughs> and with that, um, tell us who you think did better. I have to have won that last round with just that last comment. Was it insensitive? Because I, I do yeah, feel for totally her. Totally insensitive. <laughs> Anyways, thanks guys. Bye.